Hello and welcome to, I believe, episode 23 of the Sales Syndical Podcast. Uh, we're going to be jumping right back into more another sales trigger, talking with Nick Biffin. Um, and this week it is key person changes, which is definitely, would we say, fashionable at the minute? It definitely, um, you know, it's, it is definitely fashionable. Um, I think it's probably underused as well um, within a lot of organizations. A lot of people talk about it. How many people actually action it at the right time? Well, that would probably be my biggest question. Okay, so just to give a very, very top level overview of key person changes, we're talking about, um, I think, five different subtypes that we're um, tracking here at Selligence. The first of which is a change in company. It's exactly what it says on the tin. Um, a promotion, um, a step down, retirement, and a board appointment. And each... It indicates a slightly different, um, perhaps, level of intent or triggering um, event. But we'll kick things off with, I would say, you know, based on that sort of claim of it being fashionable, I think that changing company is perhaps the one that's being talked about most at the minute. So what are we looking out for? What does it mean when a prospect changes company? A couple of different things to think about, first and foremost, but also some key things to track. If this is basically if you're selling to and what you're trying to track throughout all of this really are key stakeholders and decision makers, ultimately as salespeople, you know, those are the people that you want to be targeting with building relationships because, you know, they're going to help carry your name through. So if you are doing that and you're tracking individuals that you've sold to previously that have held budget, um, for example, and you're tracking them and they've changed company. It's a great indicator, first and foremost, because you already have the relationship. They've already bought from you. Um, and ultimately, within that space as well, and this go, probably goes right the way throughout. If an individual has left a, their previous company at their own will and they've moved to an organization, there is a reason why they have done that. They are typically probably stepping into a bigger role. Um, but that new company has also hired them for a reason. That may be because they have previously let go of somebody that wasn't quite up to scratch or, or perhaps didn't make the impact that they had promised. So this new individual now is moving into this role with a good target on their back, but with good, um, good intentions, but a clear direction of what needs to take place. So now they are going into this um, new organization and they're in there for a reason. They've got to change things. They've probably got to fix something that wasn't working. So how are they going to do that? Typically, they're going to need to rip up the rule book. They're going to need to change things around. They're going to need to change systems, processes, and everything in between. So if that is the instance, and this is somebody you've sold to previously, you probably can't get a stronger trigger that that is somebody that you want to be speaking to and sooner rather than later. I was going to say, in terms of if it's a prospect that you're aware of that you've connected with previously or you have an existing relationship, I think the stat that sort of we're seeing is it's I think something something like three times more likely um, for a something that someone that you already have an existing relationship with to buy compared with someone who you know you're reaching out too cold. One hundred percent and. You know, ultimately, if you have built the relationship correctly, then, you know, there's a fantastic opportunity there that actually they may just come straight to you 
um, and make your life really easy. But if you've got that existing relationship with somebody, you know how they work, you know, hopefully they haven't sold you a load of uh, crap and, you know, have been very honest around where the product is, what the product roadmap is going to be and or what their services offer, then, you know, you are 10 steps forward um, to a degree than any other competitor that's trying to get in there as well. And this is sort of, a, I guess, a hybrid between the changing company, perhaps the promotion one. But if you've got someone who is changing company and they're going into a new executive role at a company, then that's, again, a, a very, very high intent, I guess, a well, pre-intent, high value triggering event. Um, again, I think the stat is something like, new execs that go into role will spend 70% of their budget in the first hundred days. Um, do you want to just talk us through the reasons for that? Again, it, it will come with pressure, but there, there's, you know, they will have outlined in terms of what their experience is. They will understand in terms of, you know, what challenges that company is currently facing and where needs the immediate impact. Now, Likely within that, if they are an exec, you know, key stakeholder, somebody that holds budget, they will have had that conversation within the interview process to say, look, I can do this, but what budget do I get from day one? What am I allowed to do? What can I change? You know, where can I start to have that immediate impact? And that's very much going to be part of that conversation. So, you know, within that stage, and we covered this a lot, I think, you know, within our intent data versus um, sales triggers as well. But you know, the idea of being notified on day one when that individual's joined that business is golden because the minute you have that, you know, let's be honest, they're going to get their feet under the table for the first week or two, probably, you know, scope out the business, understand how different departments work and all that side. But ultimately, you know, post that two weeks, they are going to be thinking, okay, what can I bring in? What can I really start to change and, and have that immediate effect? So that's going to be the big, big focus for them in, in the initial couple of weeks. Okay, so to follow on from um, sort of that conversation, then if we're talking about someone who is um, at a company and gets promotion, that particular event, what's that going to um, tell us or indicate? This would probably be understanding a little bit more before that. Firstly, actually, what role have they moved up in? Do they hold budget initially? You know, what what's the impact of that? What happened to the individuals whose shoes they've stepped into? Did they leave of their own accord? Did they leave because, you know, perhaps they parted ways with the company? You know, these different factors will then feed into that conversation. So dependent on pretty much factors that we've just run through will shape that conversation. You know, if that the person above them has left not of their own accord and they're getting promoted into that role, again, they're going to be expected to maintain the business as it is in terms of, you know, general processes and how the team operates, but they're probably going to have a bit more of a say in terms of, you know, how can they start to, to reshape or change things that perhaps weren't working amongst the team. And actually where you've got somebody that stepped up in that promotion from that instance, they're going to have a much more of an idea from the actual, um, let's say on the ground to a degree in terms of what are the pain points within the, that team and so forth. So I'll know where they need to perhaps implement new, new tools. And, and to touch on your point of things not working, let's just say you've been trying to get into um, a, a company that's on your, you know, hit list 50 accounts that you really, really want to get into. 
the person that you've previously tried reaching out to, you're banging heads, you can't get in there. Someone is newly promoted into that role. Again, it's a great opportunity to try and reach out and build that connection. Exactly that. And ultimately, you know, you might not have any, you know, mutual connections, let's say on LinkedIn and everybody has mutual connections, but people actually that you do network with, perhaps that new individual coming in you have. So you can start to get these introductions through third parties, through, you know, perhaps people you've done business with previously, etc. Then it starts to become, you know, and open up new new opportunities as well. Next one down the list is step down, which I guess is a either a precursor to a promotion, potentially someone stepped down, someone's promoted. Um, or again, if someone stepped down from a role, they could potentially move to another company. Yeah, it's, you know, again, this probably feeds into, you know, what we've discussed over the previous two. So, you know, what's the reason for them stepping down? Who is then stepping up into that role? Um, you know, certainly if it's a senior role decision maker, you know, somebody who holds budget, there's going to need to be somebody within that role. So, again, you know, what are the implications of that? Why is that happening? But then starting to build those new relationships or or introductions in, into the person that's that's taken that, that place. But ultimately, again, the person coming into that, they're going to have their own ideas. They're going to want to put their own stamp um, on that role. Um, or is that a reason why that person has stepped down? Is there perhaps expectations that weren't met, et cetera? And then very similar, I guess, um, slightly different tone would be retirement. So this, I mean, this could be someone who's been in role for 20 or 30 years, which would be a huge change. Um, or it could just be someone who's been in role three years, you know, they're just sort of finishing up their career. This is probably a very interesting one, and this isn't to be stereotypical, but, you know, typically retirement, generally people will, at that time, they would have been in that company for a good period of time. Um, and often, you know, it's stuff that they implemented many years ago. Um, and actually it's seeing the company through, it's seeing it through fine. They're quite happy um, and, you know, they bow up gracefully. Now, there's a great opportunity with that because as a new person comes in, you know, is it perhaps, and not in all cases, but is it a case that perhaps there's older systems in place, there's older processes, you know, you know, perhaps there's, there's newer features and things that they weren't aware of. It's a nice, easy way if you can start to understand and you can track that where, you know, there is probably the, um, the opportunity to, to really step in and, you know, improve those processes or, procedures even further than you know or improved as they were and the last one on the list is board appointment which i guess is a slightly different kettle of fish altogether yeah so board appointment um coming at a couple of different points within a company's journey one as a company grows they will look to grow out more specialist areas um than they had in more junior times so again those people are going to definitely come in with new ideas but within their specialisms so within that they will start to notice cracks as a company is growing fast um and sorry fast and you know expanding quickly but that is exactly why they have been brought in so if your service or offering that you're you're selling into the market fits that um that persona that has stepped into that role and it's a newly created role get in touch because there will be cracks um purely on that that business growth and, and trajectory it will be things that have been neglected so that would be the big one 
the flip side to that as well, if you've got somebody being appointed more from an advisory perspective um, within that, I would probably argue as well that there are a few cracks within that organization where they have been brought in to oversee what is happening, how the business is working. And you'll probably start to see, you know, maybe not immediately, maybe not ever, but there's probably a high chance that you'll start to see some senior appointments that will um, have a change around over, over the coming six to 12 months. Okay, so we've talked through five of the, I guess, the key categories of key person change there. Now, let's, let's have a quick chat about how you would go about tracking them in terms of the legwork, the intricacies of how it's done, um, before we move on to talking about some of the recent sort of developments we've had personally. Yeah, probably, to be honest, um, the best with this would be the likes of LinkedIn. Um, you know, certainly if you've got Sales Navigator, um, I've always built a literally a list of people that I've sold to, um, set it up with alerts in terms of a lead list, and as soon as they move role, it notifies you. But you know, typically not always. But as people move into a new business, new role, they'll update their LinkedIn profile, and it's going to tell you. So, you know, as long as you can keep on top of that, and you are absolutely rigid with it, um, to build out that list, and ultimately, you know, keep in touch as well. Um, that's where you're going to start to see and, and build that up over time. It, it is a dependent on tenure um, within a business because typically these people aren't, aren't going to move every six months. But, you know, if you can start to play the long game, then, you know, over time, start to build that out, it will it'll start to pay dividends. Yeah, I was going to say, I guess the downside of that is you have to know who they are before you've added them to the list. So you're only really... Um, you're only aware of job changes for the people that are already on your list. Whereas, you know, if you're able to track your entire market in terms of companies you didn't even know existed with new executives or sector, that I guess that's the bit where the the very manual side of it, the legwork sort of comes into it. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's more, you know, what appointments are you trying to track and who's changing them? If they're um an advisor or let's say a senior exec um, that sat on the board, perhaps the likelihood of them really updating that on LinkedIn is probably not going to happen. It's going to be more within like news articles um, or like updates on company websites, that type of thing. That's where you're going to notice that. But if you are looking for somebody that's, you know, in the day-to-day -day grind, let's say of that organization, um, heads of, directors, you know, perhaps some people at board level, then those are the types of individuals that you can start to track on the likes of LinkedIn. Okay, then. So that, let's sort of flip it slightly. That I just want to touch on the, the recent developments we've had um, internally because we, we have tracked the key person changes um, for quite some time now, one of the 116 triggers that we do track. Um, but we've made some recent sort of advancements in that whereby we're now pulling a lot more so i guess we're not going to go necessarily into the intricacies of how that's going to you know how that happens but in terms of the value that that brings you as a, as a rep or a recruiter can you just let's just talk through that particular trigger within the platform yeah and it, you know again this is this is very dependent to be fair on on your sector um, as such and you know how niche or how broad that can go but if you're within an organization where you're selling a product that can be used in 
you know millions and millions of businesses the chance of you well you know you'll never have that market fully mapped out there's always new businesses growing there's new things happening um and then you know if it is that big then how are you tracking all those individuals you're just not um so you know the ability to have that just brought to you based on market segment in real time is an absolute game changer um but again, you know, the flip side, those people that have got those markets mapped out and they know, you know, where you're managing 100 accounts or, you know, 200 accounts, you know, what kind of granularity are your team actually getting into? Are they digging to find out that kind of information or is it something you're noticing a couple of weeks down the line? Do you know that they're moving? You know, again, having that in real time can aid that um, if your, you know, staff or sales reps are very very good at that then you know fantastic but it does provide a bit of a, a bit of a safety blanket to ensure that that is actually taking place and I, I just whilst you were sort of running through that i did a i just did a quick search on the platform for market movers based out of the uk or filtered down to the uk in the software industry and i can see even here like um today 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 and you, you know you're looking at um losing um vps of sales vps of sales moving vp of data move going from tide across to sten you know that's just to give you a bit of context in terms of the level we've got um yeah it's just snap logic appointing um i'm not going to go appointing john as a avp of of um of east um for example we've got um head of devops and these are you know these are great roles for you to be reaching out with in terms of that vp those director levels those heads of as we've already sort of discussed brand new or they're new into the position and this that first hundred days is so imperative and we've got you know tens of leads there where the the announcement or that move has, has come today which is the prime you know prime time yeah, I was literally, you know, ability to actually even drill down into really specific job titles. I was speaking to somebody earlier that, you know, operates across the DAC region. They're like, yeah, that you know, I manage accounts. That's all I know. Um, they were actually tracking um, CISOs and pulled it up. And he was like, well, I didn't know about any of those today. I was like, well, there we are. You know, and he's he's got that information by earlier than 10 a.m. in the morning. You know, he's probably done his BD hour and then it's like, oh, yeah, OK, no, I didn't know about any of that. So, you know, there's a load of stuff for him to action this afternoon and, you know, you've got that income in each and every single day. Yeah, and I think like you were saying with LinkedIn, you know, you've got a list of people that you've sold to before and you're monitoring them. But it's about it's it's about those that you don't know about, you know, the, the opportunities that you could be missing out on and to you know filter it down into job titles, locations, industries, verticals in, you know, a matter of seconds and then save that as a search and have that delivered to you you know daily i think is um like we've already discussed they're spending 70 percent of their budget in the first 100 days um previous customers are three times more likely to buy you know the the, the results speak for themselves so um thank you for uh, listening in on the the latest i guess sales trigger focused episode um join us on the next episode um where we i think we're probably maybe a third of the way down the list of the, the sales trigger sort of deep dive. So plenty more to go. Um, we'll, we'll be old men by the time we get through, through it all, but um, hopefully you're finding them interesting. Um, but yeah, thanks for joining.